she introduced us to a lady from Youth Village. Came in to visit, and I was her best friend. And she said, why y'all want to try it? She said, you just wouldn't imagine how many children is in the system that need somebody. Yes. She said, not just our African-American children. There's Caucasians. There's Hispanic. I said, ooh. I said, well, if I go in, I want some babies. That's where I always said I wanted babies. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Today, foster care, adoption. Did you know, on average, there are approximately 7,500 children in foster care and around 350 children in full guardianship, that means available for adoption here in Tennessee, who don't have an identified adoptive home. Approximately 1,000 children age out of care in Tennessee every year, and there are slightly less than 8,000 children in foster care. There are less than 4,000 foster families willing to provide homes for foster children. And today we're going to emphasize and open up the topic of foster care and adoption with our guest today. I'm looking forward to visiting with Richard and Eunice Rogers, a foster care family and also adoptive family. Rogers, welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. How are you doing? Fine. Thank you good, for being good. here. Good, good. You were telling me that you guys met at a funeral. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's different places you can meet. So you had a friend introduce you. I was at the funeral. He wasn't. And she was telling me about him. She wanted me to meet him. And I said, I'm not ready yet. But we ended up meeting. Richard, when you first saw Eunice, what did you think? Well, I fell in love right then. <laughs> and uh, the first time she invited me to her house, you know, she had a you know, fencing gate around the house. Instead of me parking my car on the street, I pulled up in the driveway and locked the gate behind me. <laughs> and so... Uh, from there, that's where it started. It's where it started, ever since. Now, did he have to be very persuasive to you, Eunice, or were you pretty much on board when you first met him? Uh, little of <laughs> He had to try a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, he really did. did. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, you walked in the studio today with some beautiful children. Thank you. Thank you. Four beautiful children that you have adopted. Yes, we have. But it started with foster care. Is that right? Yes, it did. I know a lot of folks are thinking about foster care, wanting to know what it's like to be a foster care parent. We really want to talk about that today as we opened up with some statistics that are they're sad. You know, yes. we look across the state of Tennessee and the number of those needing homes, precious children that come out of a variety of situations. One of the things, too, I noticed that the opioid epidemic in Tennessee has caused a significant increase in the number of children that are entering the system. Many of their parents have had their rights terminated. I did not know this, that Tennessee has the second highest rate of opioid prescriptions in the nation. That is sad, Rogers. Yes, it is. Very sad. It's not just sad, for extremely sad for the children. Yes. Because that's who they depend on to take care of them, to house them, to feed them and clothe them. And when they don't have that, they don't have anything. That is so right, yeah. Eunice. You've got to think about the children the there, children. what they have to do, Richard. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's hard, you know, to see a child hungry, not clothed right. And a lot of them don't go to school, you know. And uh, it's, it's just hard, you know, yeah. you know, to see a child like that in need. Yeah. 
I think a lot of folks don't realize some of the things that our children and our community have to go through because of that. I mean, that they oftentimes spend a large amount of times in the homes by themselves because their parents are gone yeah. or whatever reason, you know. And so it's really a big need. And it, sadly enough, it impacts the kids in such a great way. When we talk about family, what does family mean to you? Richard, what's your definition of a family? Love, happiness, and peace, yeah. and comfort. Eunice? Family to me, because I came from a big family. How many? My mother and father had six boys and six girls. Oh, my. It was always either two boys to one girl or two girls to one boy. So we was never alone. So it was just not being by yourself and just being having fun. I bet you've got some incredible family reunions and times together. Yes, we're getting ready for one now, July 4th. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to make a note of that one. Yes. (laughs) So that is sport. Love and support, caring. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's some family values that you would expect. And the children need that environment. You talked about your family. It sounds like you had a good family environment. I did. I'm from Mississippi, down between Grenada and Charleston. So we got a chance to do it all, learn how to plant, ride horses, Everything. We learned how to do it all, even drive early. Wow. Uh-huh. We learned that. And I have three sons of my own, biological son. And Richard, what about for you? What was your family life like? Well, my family, you know, we was a small family, you know. It was my two older brothers and then my sister. We had a good life, you know. When we was young, you know, uh, my father worked hard, you know, and he, he kept the family together, you know. And what Daddy said, Daddy meant. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, and sadly enough, in so many homes today, the dad's not there. Sometimes the da- dad might be in prison or sometimes the dad just doesn't show up, you know, and mom's working hard or trying to take care of, you yeah. know, her children. And it's tough in many cases. What about the circumstances that led you? You said you had three biological children. Usually when a, a family raises their children and gets them up to where they're able to go out mm-hmm. on their own and make their own way and jobs and family. They said, wow, now we're empty nesters. We can do what we want to do together as a couple. What led you to want to become foster parents? Well, I, um, like I said, I have three biological sons. He don't have any. Yes. He, he, he don't have children, just these four. But um, my children was growing up so quick. And when my youngest son got in high school, that's when we got married. And he was... So into his own friends and my oldest son taking him places, I said, well, I'm not going to have anybody at home. And for a minute, we didn't. And when he left, I went back to school and got a degree in in social work. And I told him, I said, I want to adopt children. And he said, you think so? We need. And I said, yeah, because I wasn't used to a house being empty. I like Noah's. He still don't, but I like <laughs> Noah's. And uh, I said, I'm going to try to keep somebody's child from being outdoors. So foster care was where you first started. Is that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. The children that you have today that you've adopted, are they part of that original foster? No. Okay. I had two mm-hmm. other boys, and they got their parents got themselves together, and they went back home to their mother. It was two boys. They were sep- They went brothers, right? And they went to two separate families. But I thank God for that, that they was even now they seventeen. That- I just found out they just turned seventeen. Both of them. One was seventeen in March, and one was seventeen in May. 
you know, that's the kind of story, you know, you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you'd like to see these children go back to their parents. Yeah. If it's, it doesn't always work out that way, but that's a wonderful story yeah. when it does. Yeah. Oh, yes. So so after these two children, then you kind of learn what it was like to be a foster. Like you talked about doing this, but did you have any kind of concerns or questions or, you know, how did those things get worked out for you? When my first question was, was they going to love me enough to stay even if they couldn't go back home, was they going to be obedient to stay and have fun and see what it like to be in a house and a family? And these did. They did. Uh, the boys came first, and then six months later, the girls came, and they just fit right in. These children you have now, they're all from different families, right? No, they mm-hmm. the same family. Oh, this is the, these, these are siblings. Are siblings. Sisters and brothers. Oh, they are. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, they're sibling group. So you're basically keeping a family together. Yeah. Oh, thank yes. God. Ooh, thank you. That's, oh, that's so awesome. Those are my babies. <laughs> Those are your babies. <laughs> now, Richard, so you've had to make some adjustments, right? We made some adjustments. Well, I did. You know, like you know, when they first came, I was just saying, well, Lord, I said, I'm in my late 50s. I said, just let me hang around long enough to see them get grown. And so God is blessing, you know. Hey, my boys, Desi, he's 11, soon to be 12. Caleb, he's 9, soon to be 10. Elizabeth, she's 7, soon to be 8. And Miriam, the baby, she's 5, soon to be 6. So, hey. We in for the long haul. <laughs> yeah. For the long haul, this is wonderful. Yeah. So, what about adjustments for them? Were they automatically receptive to the home that you were trying to provide for them? Well, or? at first, you know they they couldn't get used to it. You know, a clean house, clean bed, taking the bath. But you know, all that changed. She worked with them. She worked with them good, and so now <laughs> everything is. Everything is together. They know what family's like. Mm-hmm. Yes. They were just frightened because, like I said, the boys came first six months before the girls, and they was frightened. They was being, they were separated from mom and dad, the only adults they knew. And night come, would, would come, and, and they wanted to go with mom and dad. But after a while, they got used to it because they were still having their visits. Uh, supervised visits and they got used to just coming or uh, going to visit and coming back but at first they was just frightened yeah. like any child sure even the mm-hmm. dust oh, we would yeah. be afraid to be away from our uh, surroundings our something we was familiar with so you knew from the beginning that the two boys had two sisters yeah okay we did yeah i but, did because i would go to the visits and courts and i would see them and they would play together. Originally, did you think you would take all four? Not at first. But after they asked, and I said, well, if they come in, yeah, I'll take them all. Who asked? The boys ask? No, the court. Oh, the yeah, court. Oh, uh, I see. BCS. Okay, I see. So if they come in, would you get them? I said, yeah. <laughs> It'll be fun to watch them fight Oh, my go, goodness. But That's just part of the yeah. family growing up, yeah. too, isn't it? Yes, yes that's it, what is. it is. You know, all in growing up. And, and especially, too, you know, there's, like I said, so many in the age where you are right now. Yeah. I mean, you're in that age, you're looking at maybe spending more time together, maybe taking trips together, yeah. or those kind of things that you want to do mm-hmm. after you get close to retirement. But taking in four children, it's got to be a great, great big heart that you have. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm seeing yeah. here and hearing you say. And knowing that there's this love that you've got to share with them when you're helping them have a home, this is so beautiful. 
How did you hear first about Youth Villages? When did Youth Villages become a part of your life? When I was in college, I had went back to uh, Southwest to go to school, and one of my instructors was a retired DCS worker and a foster parent. And she wanted all of us to go, all of the students, to go and do a service learning at a foster home or DCS work. And I said, well, I'm going to go to the VA. I did my service learning at the VA, but she introduced us to a lady from Youth Village. Came in to visit, and I was her best friend. And she said, why y'all won't try it? She said, you just wouldn't imagine how many children is in the system that need somebody. She said, not just our African-American children. There's Caucasians. There's Hispanic. I said, ooh. I said, well, if I go in, I want some babies. That's (laughs) where I always said I wanted babies. And I just started. We just went to the PATH classes, and the classes were so informative. Anything you think that somebody done told you that all children are bad, go through the classes for yourself. They are not. All children are not bad that's in custody. All children are not on drugs. Their parents are not on drugs. It just something happened. And but we got the best children. I don't think they have any more. Oh, I'm telling you what, (laughs) when they walked in the door, just they're beautiful and their smiles yeah. and how respectful and yeah. they're just they're great i, I don't mean, think they have anymore no. you got the, best. got the best you got the best no <laughs> you know something though everywhere we care them children people's come up to us and say mr and mrs how you said, do it how you do it <laughs> we said do what she said we have never seen children sit down and be manageable like they is they don't run around trust me we have been to places, sure. children jumping from table to table, yeah, we chair have. to chair. Oh, I know. I, but I, our four children, they know how to sit down just as peaceful. They are good children. And quiet. People have came up and gave them money. Say, we can't believe these children <laughs> yes. sitting down. The way they, you know, sitting down, oh, I know. Being, being respectable. Wow. That's the way we train them, you know. That is so wonderful. So you mentioned these classes through Youth Villages. Right. They really help prepare you. They really yes, help. Yes. They do. They really help. I think somebody that's looking and thinking about being a foster care parent uh, has a thousand questions, yeah. you know, about how things are going to work. Or yeah. once you get into the children in your home or a child in your home mm-hmm. and an issue arises, you need help. Are they mm-hmm. there to help? They you? are there. Yes. Just call. They, they have an on-call number that they will share with you. You can call them. Uh, the children or the child that you have in your home, they have their own uh, worker that will come out every week and talk to them. If they have any problems, they can share it. But you're never alone. Never alone. And right now, we have adopted, and we're still not alone. Even though you've adopted. Uh-huh. Yes. We're so, still not alone. They don't come out, but I can call them. Yes. The children, because they got that kind of bond, yeah. and I miss them. I, I was just telling the lady here, I miss them so much because they was great workers that wow. came out. Wow. Mm-hmm. When did you decide, how long had you been foster care parents with these four children? Did you decide that you wanted to adopt? From day one. Day one. It mm-hmm. did. We really did. So did you do it the first day or did you wait we, a little we, while? No, we just went on through the process. Uh, whatever they had us to do, go to court, take them to doctor's visit. Uh, everything that they, we had to do up until this time. We did it. You did it. Mm-hmm. 
when you talk to the kids about this is what you wanted to do, your intentions that you would like to adopt them, mm-hmm. what was their response? Well, the boys, they could understand, but the oldest little girl, she could understand more than they did. Yeah. And she said, well, Mom, we just want to stay. <laughs> you are mama. You are daddy. We want to stay. Yes. And then she started explaining it to them, saying, well, we got a mom and daddy, but this is going to be our real mom and daddy since we don't have our other mom and daddy. Wow. That's so special. And yes, it is. And so let's talk about some of the times that the Rogers family with the four kids and mom and dad, When what do you like to do together? What do you all go out in town to do? And what's a day-to-day like? A day where they go to school, but they in camp now. But I'm going to tell you what they love to do. Spend the night at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> they love it. They don't care what day of the week. They want to go to the hotel and spend the night. And their favorite place to go is to T.T. and Uncle Frank's house. T.T. and Uncle Frank's. Because it's just mm-hmm. like playing in the zoo. <laughs> they run and play. But they, they, our favorite thing is going out to eat and just walking around and letting them just be children. Beach. Going out of town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Road trips are great. And Richard, yeah. what are some road trips you've taken? Well, we went there uh, uh, two years ago. Nashville. Uh, Hot Springs. Hot Springs. Hot Springs. Oh, I love going. Oh, yes. you went to Magic Springs, yeah. too. Yes. Yeah. Magic Springs. Yes. And then the second trip we took was uh, Nashville. They love it. None but fun. They and they love that hotel. Mm-hmm. They love just driving. Now, we're out here, and they've been out here so many times, but just coming today, this time of day, they just can't wait till we leave. How about school for them? How are their studies and keeping up with their classes and things? How's All that of them honor roll students. Are they really? Yeah. All four honor roll students. Joshua, when he got in kindergarten, that's the, the youngest boy. He went his first day of kindergarten, he cried for about a week because he didn't want me to leave it. But when he got his first report card, he didn't get a T-shirt. It was an orange T-shirt. And he he cried. He said, Mama, he said they didn't give me a T-shirt. And I said, Joshua, I'm going in the morning. They're going to tell me why you didn't get a shirt. <laughs> when I got there, they told me that it was a honor roll T-shirt. And he didn't make the honor roll. He looked up at me and he said, Mama, I'm going to get it every time. And he did. For four, nine weeks, he was on honor roll. He got that shirt. From the kindergarten <laughs> to second grade, he had honor roll every and now all of them have on them. Wow. What sure a, do. That's yeah. so special. They love school. Richard, have you taken the boys fishing? The girls might like to go fishing, too. I don't know. Well, like I said, me and the boys, you know, I got a, a nephew, you know, stay out there in uh, uh, North Memphis. You know, he normally have game truck. Yeah. And we, you know, me and the boys go over there for a while and play. They play. And then who and the girls mostly stick together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's just one happy family here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Okay, let's talk to those listening right now. What are some things you recommend to somebody who's potentially thinking about, I want to be a foster care parent or I want to be an adoptive parent through Youth Villages? I would tell them, first thing, you you, you got to pray about it because you don't want to make no mistakes. You don't want to say you're going to do it, and then when things get hard or you look and say, well, this is not enough, you know, finances to do it, and it's not about the money. You better pray about it. But when you get started doing it, go through your classes. Go through your classes with Youth Village, your PATH classes. Ask questions. 
whatever you want to know, the, the instructors, the trainees that trains us, they got all the answers. They're not going to hold back anything from you. And go through your classes and be honest with them. Don't say you're going to do it. Get a child in there and just because they break a glass or um, I want to stay on the phone, you know, children love telephones and games. Yeah. You want to get mad, but I'm telling you, go through your classes. That's the first thing I would, would recommend you to do and talk about what age group. Let them know which age groups you want. If you want teenagers, say I want teenagers. If you want babies, young children, say it. But uh, don't just say, well, I'm going in it. Whatever child they give me, I'm going to be set. No, because you won't. Yeah. You won't. So it's okay to ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. Ask yes. questions. Ask questions. They are. They just ask the questions. They will answer. I'm. I'm. I'm just adamant bad because they did it for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, uh, oftentimes there's not homes for these children. Approximately a thousand children age out of care yeah. in Tennessee every year. That's a tough transition for them. Yeah. Those listening can make a difference in the life of a child. Yes. By yes. inquiring and learning more. I mean, you know, if you still have some reservations, like you said, there's these classes you can go yes. to to learn about. Yeah. Did you guys meet other foster families yes. at the time? Yes. Did yes, it help you? Yes, and I still talk to some of them. Their children is grown up because most of them children was older than ours. Two I still talk to. One, she getting ready to send off to college. When college started, and we talked all the time, and she said, Ooh, can you imagine? Uh, I'm 65 and I got a baby going to college and I said, no, I can't imagine that. But I'm looking forward to that also. And uh, another thing, you know, I always tell my boys, I said, look, y'all going to grow up to be football players. Now, Caleb, he wanted to be a policeman. Yeah. I said, well, you can be that. Yeah. The biggest boy, Desi, he wants to be a football player. I said, you can do it. Yeah. I said, you got mom and dad here pushing you in the right direction. Yeah. Only thing you got to do is follow the guidelines yeah. of doing the right thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Life is about choices, and there's consequences to the choices we make. Yes, it is. And you're helping teach these children to make yeah. the right choices good for choice. their life so that they can reap the good consequences for their choices. Yeah. You know, and that's so important, you know, for children to have that and have that support and support to have that love. If you want more information, I guess the, the website to go to would be youthvillages.org, youthvillages.org. So let me encourage those listening, if you would like to discover more information about adoptive, foster care. I mean, Youth Villages is an incredible organization. I remember as a child when it was Memphis Boys Town out in Arlington, and they used to have a 4th of July special or family gathering. You know, we would go out and have a petting zoo and maybe ride at some rides and everything, but it was the support of the Memphis Boys Town. But what started out some, how many years ago, a long time ago, over 50, if not over 60 years ago, as an organization, Boys Town, has become this incredible work, Youth Villages. And they do so much, not only here in our community of Memphis, but across Tennessee and across the United States. I mean, go look at their website and some of the offices and the work that they do, and you'll learn a lot. But, again, that website is youthvillages.org, youthvillages.org. I just appreciate you guys and willing to share about being adoptive parents. Thank you. Appreciate it. What kind of work, Richard, have you done most of your life? Well, I retired at the age of 48 
but I worked at Sharp Manufacturing Company. I had to retire, you know, at a early age, at the age of 48, you know, right. because I, I contracted gangrene, oh. and I lost my left leg. And so, uh, but I'm still able to kick, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still kicking. Thank well, God for that. Yeah, I'm so thankful for that. Yes, and I had, yes. I had no idea until you said that. Yes, but I remember yes. that sharp plant when it was there. Oh, yes. They made, what, TVs and microwaves? TVs, microwaves, and now they make the solar panels. All that new technology. Oh, yes. Uh, anything you'd like to close out with as we say goodbye to those thinking about being an adoptive parent or foster care? The only thing I would want to close out with is to remember, if you decide to do it, uh, remember to pray and ask God to guide you, and then go through your classes, ask questions. If you think you're going to miss something like I, I did, always write them down. And just remember, the children is the one that uh, we, we are helping most of all, whether they're boys or girls. Just do it from your heart. Do it from your heart. Yeah. That's obvious what you've done, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's brought so much joy to your lives, too, yeah. it seems like. I'm sure oh. there's times, anytime you've got children, yeah. there's issues and things you have to deal with. Yeah. That's just part of being a family. Isn't yeah. It? And children are going to be children. <laughs> That's true. Right. They're going to be children yeah. regardless. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But the fact that they have a place where they have a home and have boundaries. Boundaries are so important. And, and, and kids it need is. that. They it want is. that. And when they grow up not having that, it's just not a, a good thing. I and, tell you, children will love you when you correct them. Children love to be corrected in the right way. Um, you cannot just let children grow up wild because just like your lawn, you manicure it, yes. you cut your grass, yes. you grow, do your flowers. You don't want them to grow up wild, just growing, doing, and saying everything because they're going to be your dust one day. Yes. And you're going to look back and say, oh, I could have did. No. The Bible said, been the sapling while it's young. So we got to do it while they're young. That's right. Well, Miss Eunice, Mr. Richard Rogers, God bless you, my dear friends. Thank, thank you. you. We become friends you. now today. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to meet you, yeah, yes. learn about your family. Thanks for joining Bot Radio here today on Mid South Viewpoint. Thank you. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Again, our guests are Richard and Eunice Rogers, Adoptive Family through Youth Villages. Please go to the website, youthvillages.org, get more information and learn how you can have a happy home and, and love on some children that need it here in our area of Memphis or across the state of Tennessee. Youth Villages is doing a fantastic job. We appreciate them again, youthvillages.org. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.